of idiocy. The art of idiocy. The art of idiocy. The art of idiocy. That's right, coming to you directly from Scorpion Ranch, located in Tacoma, Texas, a lawless little town right outside of Austin. Here we are with the art of idiocy. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Brian Fuller here coming to you from Scorpion Ranch. And uh, I apologize that I have not uh, been as involved with my podcast here lately. I, I have to admit, I get a little bored. I move on to different things, do stuff. And I've been playing a lot more guitar, but and actually doing a lot of shows before the quarantine here. I was out doing a bunch of stand-up, and it came to a screeching halt, so that's unfortunate. But being out there, and during that time frame, just to let you know, I did, I want to thank you very much. I found out that I have 1,500 downloads on the podcast, so that's pretty freaking cool, so appreciate that. And i making a promise to you, I'm going to start doing more of these again. I was doing them about every week, and I'm going to get back to that now. And a second thing. On these, when I usually have fun, I mean, I don't usually I always have fun with them, but they're, they're, they're usually stories that I've written into my books, and I kind of think about them, and I, I don't read them, I do them from memory. But after being out and doing some stand-up and everything, I'm just, I think I've, I think I've become a little too regimented. So I need to be a little bit uh, loosier and goosier, I think is the way I'm going for it. So that's my promise is that it's a lot more see the pants. Like it could have been any more loose, <laughs> but it's going to be. So there we are. And so, so in, in, that, in that vein of loose, let's talk about my dad, um, who is, uh, who, who is uh, dead. Uh, but we're not talking about his, his death. He, he actually passed away a few years back, about eight, eight nine years ago. And, uh, and, the deal is with my dad, a great guy, but my dad and I never really were on the same page as as human beings. We're never really on the same page. Uh, let me let me let me just tell you what it was like. My dad was an engineer, very conservative. Uh, he was a perfectionist beyond belief. He had OCD, and then he had me, a guy that. To this day, will still giggle if I hear someone fart. So to say eye to eye, don't know. I mean, here's the best analogy I can give to you. Let's say that you're at a party and there's a big bowl of plain M&Ms. And then somebody comes and takes a bag of Skittles and dumps them in there and mixes them up. And then goes in the corner and watches and waits. Uh, For the first person that takes that big handful of those M&Ms and Skittles and takes a bite and makes that face just as they hit the chocolate and the Skittle gooey, right? That face that person made, that was my dad. Uh, And me, I was a guy in the corner laughing my ass off at that. So you can see why we didn't get along. Perfect, perfect, perfect there. Uh, What's funny, though, is that a few years back, I was out at lunch with my mom, and I just mentioned that, you know, dad and I never really, you know, really, really kind of got to know each other and, really hung out as much and I was just kind of telling her God I really didn't know why you know why that happened and right in the middle of the meal my mom goes oh that's real easy it's because your father didn't like you very much and I was like what 
<laughs> you what are you talking? What are you, I don't what are you saying there? And she goes, Well, no, 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 no. It's not that he didn't he didn't like you very much. What it mean what I meant to say is that he he tolerated you. It, it's what he tolerated you. And I, I was like, Oh, okay. So uh, so Dad didn't think of me as a cancerous tumor. He thought of me more as a hemorrhoid. And without missing a beat, my mom goes, Yeah, that yeah that 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 about sums it up right there. And so I, as she's saying this, I just jokingly say, I go, well, that explains why he wasn't emotionally available for me. And for some reason, this just pissed off my mom. I mean, she got all indignant. You know, she stopped and she goes, well, what do you mean he, he wasn't emotionally available for you? What about that summer that he coached your Little League baseball team? I was like, what is coach and Little League Baseball and emotional ability have to do with anything. And she was like, well, you could have talked to him then if you really wanted to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to work out really well during a during a baseball game. You know, you're out there. I don't know what you're doing. Like, you know, out there chattering, you know, hey, bada, 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 swing, bada. Yeah, swing like my emotions swing, Dad, when you don't hug me. You know, or three strikes, you're out. Yes, you're out the way like my emotions. I strike out with you, Dad. <laughs> Or after the game's over, you know, you're out there chatting for the other team. Two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? I'd be running around. I would appreciate a hug. That's what I, I appreciate a hug. So, uh, you know, I, I, just like, just like, I couldn't believe this. But then she gets mad. She keeps going on. And she goes, well, well, what about that, that winter that your father was your Cub Scout leader? Oh, yeah, I remember that really well. My dad was our Cub Scout leader for one winter. And... And it was, I can remember it vividly. My dad, I told you, he's so OCD. Well, the kids show up, right? We have to have those little neckerchiefs on with that little that little metal thing that you know holds it up there. Well, they're all messed up, right? Oh, drove my dad crazy. So he spent half the meeting redoing every kid's neckerchief, doing it perfectly. And then the other half the meeting actually drawing out, you know, the way that you drew it out, drew it out for each and every kid on a piece of paper, and by the way, a graph piece of paper, engineer, right? Drew it out exactly how to do the right kind of neckerchief for the next time they would come back, you know, for the meeting. And this happened every meeting, by the way. By the way, and uh, so I, I can just tell you that every kid in that uh, Cub Scout troop fucking hated my guts <laughs> with just reason. Oh man. But then my mom, she was, she did kind of ask me. She finally said, "Well, well, you know, you and your dad spent like hours packing shotgun shells. Why didn't you talk to him then?" And we did, we did do that. When I was a kid, my dad and I, we did skeet shooting and trap shooting and, and hunting with shotguns. And we would always pick up the shells, and my dad wanted to repack the shells. I mean, you live in Texas. I mean, that's what you do, right? So we're hanging out in our garage. Uh, packing the shotgun shells. And to be honest with you, we weren't talking. But to be honest with you, packing those shotgun shells to me really represented, it was like a real metaphor. Uh, and a real metaphor to me, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, like, just like our feelings, you're taking these shotgun shells and, you know, you're putting the 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 buckshot in there. Just, you know, in, in a little small casing and just cramming them down, just like you're cramming your feelings down, just cramming them down and then putting some little explosive at the end of it and then, you know, boxing it all up and then taking it out at some point, it's going to explode and go everywhere. See, that that was an analogy, I thought, a perfect metaphor for 
no, our feelings, repressing our feelings there. And the bottom line is, I didn't, I didn't want to mess up that repressed beauty. So I, uh, I didn't uh, throw that out there. And, uh, but I mean, you know, I mean, I keep saying like, you know, emotionally available. I was kidding with my mom, but she took it so serious. But at the end of the day, my dad just didn't really, he didn't really get me. I didn't get him, you know. Uh, but there is something that kind of brought it a little bit together. Kind of a, a strange story is that my dad, he grew up out in the country and he was telling me one time about this guy that, this old man that he they all knew and hung around with and he would go out and kill raccoons for, I don't know, probably a bunch of other crap, but kill raccoons. And he would keep the the raccoon penis bone. And I was like, raccoon penis bone? My dad was, yeah. I mean, tells me like apparently like a lot of mammals have a penis bone. I didn't know this, and apparently raccoons do. And this whole man had him, and my dad just t- talked about how he always remembered, you know, this guy, these raccoon penis bones. So I thought, man, I'm going to go with this. So I went on to eBay and found out you can buy raccoon penis bones. So I bought like about 30 of them for 10 bucks, and I went to town on that. So what I did is I got them, and I went in, and then they were gone from the house, and I put went to his closet, and I put them in all sorts of pants pockets and coat pockets, did all this stuff, did them right, left thinking, man, I'm going to hear all about this. It's going to be going on for weeks, months, right? I hear nothing. Like about a month and a half goes by, nothing, right? But one day, my dad and I are out, and we're out having lunch, and he gets ready to pay and puts his hand in his pocket and pulls out a raccoon penis bone. Man, I busted a gut. I just fell down. I was in tears. It was so perfect, so perfect. And uh, and I look at him. I was like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I've been finding these for weeks, yeah. And I have to admit, though, that every time I find one, it reminds me of you. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm like playing a joke on you. I'm actually thinking about you. He goes, no, no, it, it reminds me that you're really a dick bone. And at that point, my dad nailed it. And that was the emotional availability I was truly look, <laughs> looking for right there, if you wanted to know the truth about that. But um, but at the end of the day, my dad and I, we got along as well as we could uh, get along. And had a great time. I I, I miss him sorely. Uh, I miss having fun and making fun of him. I can't say that he misses that, but I sure do. I, I hope he does to some degree. And so in light of that, on the next podcast, I will uh, tell you the story about my dad uh, sledding down the steepest hill in Pittsburgh when we lived in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we'll tell you the story of that one and in it, uh, no, no dick bones got broken, but I think a few of them might've got bruised. So until then kids, that's it right there. I promise you, I will be back. I promise you, I will be Lucy. I promise you, I will be goosey. I promise you I'll be the same idiot that I always am. And until then I will see you later. Thanks so much, and peace out.